0: Inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Zigler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsey. Our friend and mentor, Zig Ziggler, has a treasure trove of recorded Sunday school lessons. As you can observe, they identify with all aspects of life. Today, he's going to share with us the reason we can have hope no matter what life circumstances have been thrown our way. Let's turn it up and listen to Zig together. Now we've got more knowledge today than ever before in the history of man. I am told that our knowledge doubles every two years now. We know more than ever before. And I believe I could build a good case, or anybody who reads the daily paper could build a pretty good case, that we've got more problems in the world today than ever before. Knowledge is not going to be the solution to the major problems in life, though certainly it will be a big help in some of the problems. Well, what is the resource that we need to look for? We need to look to wisdom. Because this thing of wisdom, have uh, you know, for years I wonder, why is it that here's a, a fellow with a Ph.D. or a lady with a Ph.D. cannot get along with people... Doesn't have a good job. And here's a high school dropout over here that is doing phenomenally well. My own mother, I like to reference so many times, finished the fifth grade, but had incredible wisdom. She made good decisions, she always prayerfully asked for guidance. Wisdom is one of those amazing things. When I wrote my first book, which is my best selling book, uh, still sells twenty to 40,000 copies a year, and it's been out 23 and a half years, was never advertised. When I wrote the book, I took it to a biblical authority, and I said, Now, what I want you to do is if I'm in error scripturally anywhere, I want you to tell me. I was a brand new, I was a baby Christian. But I'd written with a great deal of prayer, I'd asked for God's help as I do in every speech I make, every book I write, every paper I write, or anything else. Well, this person came back to me and said, you are scripturally accurate. Now, there's no way on earth I could have known the Bible that well, no way. But God does answer prayers from his children. And as we listen to what God has to say right here, good friend, Take to heart what I'm telling you. Collect my counsels and guard them with your life. Turn your ears to the world of wisdom. Set your heart on a life of understanding. That's right. If you make insight your priority and won't take no for an answer, searching for it is like a prospector panning for gold. Don't you like the way he puts things here? Like an adventurer on a treasury hunt. Believe me, before you know it, fear of God will be yours. You'll have come upon the knowledge of God. You know the Bible tells us that He gives us the mind of Christ. And here's why. God gives out wisdom free, he is plain spoken in knowledge and understanding. He is a rich mind of common sense for those who live well. For those who live well is a personal bodyguard to the candid and sincere. He keeps his eye on all who live honestly and pays special attention to his loyally committed ones. So now you can pick out what's true and fair. Find all the good trails. Lady wisdom will be your close friend and brother knowledge, your pleasant companion. Good sense will scout ahead for danger. Insight will keep an eye out for you. They'll keep you from making wrong turns or following the bad directions of those who are lost themselves and can't tell a trail from a tumbleweed. Rich. Rich. Now, what he's really saying to us over and over and over is, look, if you will bring your questions to me, now, God's not going to send you a fax. You can count on that. But what he will do is this. When you're making those decisions, he will not give you any peace of mind if it is not in your best interest and in God's will. He will not give you any peace in those uncomfortable feelings. Women call it intuition. And the reason that I so love to talk with my wife about important decisions is the very fact that she trusts her instincts and her intuition more than I do. Women just seem to do that more. Maybe it's because of the position some societies have placed them in for thousands of years. Maybe that is part of it. But at any rate, it's a wonderful resource that we need to tap. Now, let me simply say this, that wisdom will keep you out of sin. I love what uh, Jerry Vines, a uh, former prayer to the Southern Baptist Convention, says about sin. It will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and charge you more then you want to pay. You can absolutely count on that being uh, true. We need wisdom, and God tells us why in the 8th chapter of Genesis in the 21st verse. I will never again curse the earth, destroying all living things, even though people's thoughts and actions are bent toward evil from childhood. These people who say that man is inherently good has never watched a two-year-old deal with a new baby in the house. My own little girl, my Susan, uh, when she is two to two and a half years old, uh, Susie uh, was, had been bitten by a little girl, so what'd she do? She bit the daughter of one of our best friends. Now you can't tell me that we get here good because the Bible says something else. Yet uh, man is capable of doing some incredible things. Now think about this for a moment. Man took molded bread and made penicillin out of it. What can an awesome God make out of you? His creation. If we look to Him, if we depend on His wisdom... His insights, if we go to Him in prayer, if we read His Word, uh, then uh, we can uh, do some wonderful things. Now, the reason I say and started this lesson by saying it might not be your fault, you see, it might be that nobody has ever told you what you're capable of doing. Nobody's ever taught you what God thinks about you. You see, God thinks you are terrific. He thinks so much of you that He sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross so that you might live forever with Him in paradise. Let me say that you've got to have a dream. You get His wisdom, you make those decisions, you have the right input, but you've got to have a dream, that's the major reason that immigrants, legal immigrants, are four times as likely to become millionaires in America as the people who are born here. They come here with an absolute dream. Back in 1951, I believe it was, a young lad in Mobile, Alabama, was listening to the radio. It was the last game in the National League before they decided who was going to win the pennant. Uh, this game was between the Dodgers and the New York Giants, the Brooklyn Dodgers at that time, and the New York Giants. The Dodgers in the bottom of the night were leading by two runs. Bobby Thompson came up to plate. And Bobby Thompson proceeded uh, with two men on base to hit that ball out of the park. Now, when he hit that ball out of the park, the radio announcer just absolutely went berserk. He said, it's out of the park, it's a home run, the Giants win the pennant, the Giants win the pennant, the Giants win the pennant. This young lad... As the announcer said, it's a shot that will be heard around the world. This young lad listening to the radio that day dreamed a dream. He said, someday I'm going to hit the shot that will be heard around the world. And Hank Aaron, when he hit number 715 out of the park, that shot too was heard around the world. God wants us to dream you see, the Israelites wandered 40 years in the desert because they lost their dream. They lost their focus. They lost their trust in God. Their faith wavered. And because of that, then they wandered around for 40 years. I cannot believe that was God's original intention for them to do that. You've got to have a dream. I'm going to share with you that at our company, we too have a dream. And the dream that we have is certainly a big dream, one that we've been working on and will continue to work on, and that is, our mission statement says, to be the difference maker in the personal, family, and business lives of enough people to make a positive difference in America and the world. Now, folks, I'll be the first to tell you that that's a very presumptuous mission statement, for a small company in Carrollton, Texas. It really is. But let me tell you a little story. You might have heard it. The grandfather was walking the beach with his grandson. And incidentally, for what it's worth, had we known that grandchildren were going to be so much fun, we certainly would have been nicer to their parents. Now, you can absolutely count on that. But the grandfather was walking the beach and... He reached down and he picked up a sand dollar and threw it out to sea. A couple of steps later, he picked up another one and another one and another one. And finally, the grandson said, Granddaddy, what are you doing? And the grandfather said, Well, son, these sand dollars are living organisms. They've been washed ashore by the tide. And if they lay out here in the sun, they will die. And the grandson said, But, Granddaddy, there there's so many of them. said, What possible good can it do? There are thousands here. And grandfather reached down and picked up another one and threw it out to sea, and he said, for this one, it makes all the difference in the world. You see, what we've got to understand is for the one whom you share Christ with, that will make all the difference in the world. We know we can never make a positive difference in the world as a company or as an individual, but when we make a difference in one person's life, by leading them to Christ, and that might be as simple as inviting them to church. It might be as simple as giving them a Bible. I can't begin to tell you the number of people over the years who have told me that when they read a single verse of Scripture, it opened their mind as it opened their Bible, and they've begun to do some remarkable things with their life and ended up committing their lives to Christ. The average individual in America, according to my friend John Maxwell, Touches directly or indirectly, positively or negatively, 10,000 people in their lifetime. Can you imagine what could happen if we become as one uh, with our commitment to Christ? If we become as one in our witnesses, if we make it a point to share that something exciting is going on uh, right here, then, ladies and gentlemen, we can make a big difference in a lot of people's lives just by getting them here. I love the story that took place in Europe many years ago. An old man was in a cathedral playing the organ. He played beautifully and skillfully. But the melodies, the songs he was playing were sad and melancholy. This was going to be his last day on the job. And all day long, because they'd granted him permission to do this, they, he sat there playing uh, that beautiful organ, which he loved so much, and the cathedral, which he loved so much. All day long, he played those songs. It was really awesome what he did. But just at dusk, a young man, who was to be his replacement, walked in the back door. And when the old man saw the young man walk in, he reached up and turned off the key, stood up and started to walk out. The young man came up to him and he said, Sir, please, the key. And the old man gave the young man the key and he stepped up to the organ and he inserted it and he started to play. While the old man had played beautifully and skillfully, the young man played with sheer genius. It filled the cathedral. It filled the little town. It filled the countryside. As the old man stood there at the door with tears streaming down his cheek, he said, suppose, just suppose, I had not given the master the key. That was the world's introduction to the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. You see, you might have the key to eternity for somebody that is very important to you. I believe, number one, parental responsibility is to lead our children to Christ. I believe, number two, is our family. I believe, number three, is everybody else. I believe we need to take advantage of every door that opens and uh, share what Christ has meant in your life. And if Christ has not meant a great deal in your life, I encourage you to dig in your Bible, search your memory bank, turn back the pages of the day that you committed your life to Christ. If you cannot remember any change, I plead with you, get on your knees, seek counsel, seek guidance with somebody in this church who knows the Lord and loves the Lord and knows God's Word, and all you really need to know is John 3:16. I would prefer to have a baby Christian uh, who knows only John 3.16 but believes it with all of his heart. I'd rather have him if I had a lost loved one out there that I had to choose between somebody who has their Ph.D. in theology but who questioned a lot of what God had to say. I would prefer to have the baby Christian who only knew John 3.16 but loved the Lord and believed what he said by far than the theologian who knows so much and believes so little. The work of God, according to John six twenty nine, is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And when you really believe in him, you're going to share that belief. Let's pray, shall we? Our Father, what a marvelous occasion it is. How wonderful to know that in just a few days we will celebrate what has been designated as your birthday. But, Lord, we know that every day with you is a birthday, a celebration, a joyous occasion, something that we can really get excited about and be grateful for. And, oh, Lord, just help us to remember there's no such thing as a Sunday Christian. It has nothing whatever to do with the day of the week. We don't worship a part-time, Lord, so we don't serve him part-time. Wouldn't it be awful, Lord, to know that you were on duty only five days a week or six days a week? As luck would have it, that'd be the very time we needed you. But you are the same today, the same yesterday, the same forever. And Lord, it's so wonderful to know that you've got so much invested in us and want all of the best for us. And the best is to know you. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done, what you do, and what you're going to do. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray and for his sake. Amen. Let me ask you, where does your wisdom come from? Does it come from the great thought leaders of today? How about books and magazines? Pundits on TV? Or does it come from the original source of wisdom? For several weeks, we've encouraged you to take a look in the Bible and see what it has to say to you. I hope that you are doing this because there is so much wisdom there. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Six, 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 four. Six, four